Real Talk with Star Scorpio. Today, Saturday, February 26th, I am interviewing Adama Ndiaye, representing Up With Women. Up With Women is a registered charity dedicated to helping recently homeless and at-risk women to build sustainable, prosperous careers and businesses with the aim of permanently exiting poverty. This is exactly a quote from their website. I cannot wait to interview her, but one thing I'm gonna do today, along with donating to one of the three charities that I'm donating to this season, which is Up With Women, the Fundraiser Warriors, and the Mississauga Humane Society, I will be donating money to the Red Cross to support people living in Ukraine. That is a bonus donation today. I'm emotionally impacted by what's going on over there. So anything I can do to help out, I'm going to do. Adama, welcome to Real Talk with Star Scorpio. How you doing today? I am great. Thank you so much for having me. Good. Yeah, you know, I. It's a pleasure having you here. We've been planning this for a long time. I know. Uh, how long has it been? You said before we started recording. Uh, I think two months. Yeah, two because, months. Because yeah, it was in January, so yeah. Yeah, so I reached out to you. Okay, and before we start, I just want the people to know the people that are going to watch this. This is the second season of Real Talk with Star Scorpio. The first season, I donated to ALS, Alzheimer's Society of Canada, and the Cancer Society. Mm -hmm. The second season, I was reaching out to see who I would donate to um, for the second season. So it could be a cause or a charity. And I wanted to have a guest on um, from the charities that I was going to donate to. And I'm lucky enough to have all three. And Adama Njai is my first guest from Up With Women, who I've been donating to through the balloon pop from my guests. So welcome, Adama, to the show again. Thank you so much. I'm so happy to be here. Thank you for what you're doing. It's amazing. Mm -hmm. Okay. So before we talk about Up With Women, that great cause mm -hmm. for women, um, let me know about yourself. So where did, where did you grow up? Where were you born and raised? I was born and raised in Paris. Um, I'm a French Senegalese. So my mother is a white French woman and my father was a, a black Senegalese. Okay. So um, I grew up in Paris. Being mixed race in France is, uh, was not an easy thing. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so um, I grew up, you know, facing racism, not only, um, I, would, I, was, I would say from the both part, meaning from white people and from black people as well. So I have that sense of uh, um, being treated as a second class citizen in Paris, but yeah. also um, experiencing racism within the African community, within the Muslim community. So it was not easy growing up in Paris. <laughs> yeah, from both sides. So yeah. that probably made you a strong woman too, today. I mean, you know, hardship sometimes, that just makes you stronger, you know? Yeah. So, um, so yes. And, uh, and then when I grew up, I mean, this is, this is actually when I find, as I, was, I, was, I was always say, this is where I find my peace in, in religion, because uh, God doesn't care what color I am. It doesn't mm -hmm. care about my nationality. It just care about... Um, you know, the impact I have on other people. Yes. So this is where I find kind of my, my safe heaven. And uh, I started wearing hijab when I was, uh, when I was uh, younger. Okay. Um, and it was around, you know, the Paris attack. So um, it was really hard um, wearing hijab in Paris because uh, I experienced a lot of Islamophobia. Um, yeah. 
So I decided to come to Canada. Oh, that was a good <laughs> and, move. Uh, good yeah, move. yeah, absolutely. I mean, it was necessary for my mental health. So uh, I, I arrived here in Canada and I started working for Upwit Women. So, okay, yeah. beautiful story. Um, did you leave your parents back home then? Uh, my father, unfortunately, uh, passed away um, six years that. ago. Mm-hmm. Um, so God may have mercy on his soul. I still have my my wonderful mother. She still lives in Paris. Okay. And uh, uh, for the first time last year, she came to Canada. It was the first time in Canada, so we were all excited. So yeah. Nice. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Wait, what about you? Do you have siblings? Yes, I have uh, three siblings: two sister and one little brother. And where are they right now? Uh, they still in in France. They're still in France. Okay. Yeah. And with the pandemic, so you said your mom came here last year. Yeah. Um, so I, I'm having trouble. I remember three years now, I think we're going into COVID. Yeah. So with the lockdown, you couldn't travel back home if you wanted to, and she couldn't. But um, I, I, I couldn't see her for a year. And yeah. I lived with her my entire life, except when I was in the U.S. because I was doing, you know, my internship and, and everything. Mm-hmm. But uh, I lived with her my entire life. And, and she... It was so hard for us to be apart. And finally the border opened and she was able to come. Evan, she did like a, a million tests for <laughs> to come here. She yeah. was able to, to come and spend some time together. And and uh, she really she really enjoyed being in Canada. And she also noticed that I was happier being here. So mm-hmm. uh, it was nice. It was really nice. Yes. So I, I noticed you have a little accent there. So before we started recording... Your first language is French, but it's French. how many languages do you speak? I speak five different languages, but not at the same level. So I'm bilingual. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm bilingual in French and English. I also okay. uh, read and write Arabic. Okay. Um, I can speak Spanish. Mm-hmm. And also I speak my father dialect, which is Wolof. It's in a Senegalese dialect. Senegalese. Okay. That's an arsenal. Amazing. <laughs> so, Adama, tell me a little bit about your, your schooling now. Um, so I went to I went to university. So I study international development. That's that's where I learn different different languages. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, yeah, when I was younger, um, I, I I went. My school was diverse in the sense of there were black kids and 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 white kids. But uh, um, the I would say the class disparity was very present okay. in the sense of you really see you know different different type of class different type. Of of background and that was really something that was present and and uh yeah growing up i'll I'll see that yeah Mm -hmm. okay so now let's get into up with women so did up with women find you or did you find up with women uh we kind of find each other (laughs) (laughs) so um, i was looking for a job and uh i apply for this amazing um organization Mm-hmm. And uh, so I talked with the CEO, Leah Grimanis, and she was uh, she was amazing. We we really um, we found some 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 common experience, and so yeah. I, I decided to uh, they offered me the job, and I accepted it. And uh, I'm, I've been working for them ever since. Okay, and what is your role there? And how long have you been there then? Uh, actually, just two months. That's the reason why. <laughs> oh, nice. Yeah. So, so um, I'm the philanthropy manager. Okay. So I take care of everything that is related to fundraising. Okay. That makes sense. And um, I, I actually work for a, a registered charity myself, Medicare okay. Foundation Canada. Nice. Um, and I know that every donation dollar counts. So a little bit later, Absolutely. I want to ask you how people can give and things. But um, do you know how Up With Women started? Uh, so our CEO, Leah Grumanis, uh, she 
um, she was uh, born and raised in in uh, an abusive uh, family, dysfunctional family. Mm-hmm. Uh, so she she was uh, a homeless teenager. Um, and when she was in the shelter, she promised herself that she was going to help other women to um, to break the cycle of poverty, to just get back on their feet. Mm-hmm. So, th- and this is how she created uh, up with women. She uh, experienced also um, very traumatized, traumatizing uh, uh, things. She went through to rape, to homelessness as a teenager. So mm-hmm. she really understand um, our participant. Um, life and struggle when people are personally impacted by something such as she went through they can really give what they want to give to something they want to start which is a good charity yeah personal impact yeah and that's and that's actually the reason why it is very important for our, our team to be diverse and to represent the community that we're serving that's the reason why like more than i think more than 80 percent of our uh, board member or staff member are racialized and also have a lived experience similar to our participant right there it is there it is lived experience right? you said it yeah you said it. yeah and 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 a large part of our success lies in the in, in this ability for us to say i know you can get there because i was there too you know mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that really helps when you can yeah. share your stories that really Absolutely. helps Absolutely. and so when we talk about helping women you help out people with disabilities living with disabilities Absolutely. mothers okay. youth um survivors of violence but um one thing I wanted to ask you is Mm -hmm. some some women feel stuck especially when they have kids Mm -hmm. so I know a few women that were in abusive relationships and they feel like they can't get out and they're on two income family and they have kids so they just stay and take the abuse which is not right um do you have any advice for women in that situation yeah so um Okay. Let me first. Let me tell you a little bit more about the the, the charity. Okay, yes. our organization. Mm-hmm. So, uh, Up with Women, Exponential in French, is a national charity on a mission to help low income, recently homeless, and at risk uh, women and gender diverse individuals. Mm-hmm. The, the goal is to rebuild their lives um, for them to create a, a sustainable pathway out of poverty. Okay. Nice. Uh, so we our goal is really to help women permanently break the cycle of poverty through the power of coaching. Okay, we, we really believe that success belongs to, to everyone. Right, um, right. So you 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 mentioned that uh, you know our, our participants um, so have been homeless or at risk to be homeless mm-hmm. and live below the poverty line. Uh, more than eighty percent of them have uh, live with disability, as you mentioned. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, including physical challenges, neurodiversity, um, depression, anxiety, PTSD, those kind of things. Yes. Many of them are survivors also, mm-hmm. um, and. The vast majority of them are racialized women, refugee, immigrant, right? Mm-hmm. So, um, Matt, you 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 mentioned that some women, what we call um, actually hidden homelessness, right? Okay. So, yeah, some women, um, for example, they are staying at a friend, right? Mm-hmm. They are staying at um, um, a family member that are being abused, abusive to them, right? Mm-hmm. But they cannot they cannot leave. Uh, because they don't have anywhere else to go, right? And this right. is what we call hidden homelessness. Okay. Uh, because you won't find those numbers anywhere, but they're real. Those women are in 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 a difficult situation when they cannot, they 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 don't see no future. They don't see how they can get out of this situation. Mm-hmm. Um, so 
that's the reason why they can reach out to us and we can help them to uh, find a secure place to, to really um, find their gift, find their talent, what they're good at, what they can do in, in, in life, you know? Mm-hmm. Thank you for sharing that. Okay. Yeah, thank you for sharing that. Um, so, so, so what are some of the resources, specific resources that can help women out? Because, you know, sure. when you're in that, that position where you don't feel like you have a way out, and then you make that phone call. Mm-hmm. What are some of the things that you offer? Okay. So um, our key ingredient is, is coaching. You know, we really believe in the power of coaching. So we have um, a year-long intensive program of career development and entrepreneurship uh, includes um, one-on-one customized coaching with a certified coach, right? Mm-hmm. So our core program consists of three uh, different key, key elements. So the first one, as I mentioned, is the support of um a certified coach and a program uh, manager mm-hmm. uh, to really um, it's a really one-on-one relationship where the participant can ask questions can can benefit from a safe space to really grow and to uh, to have advice from um, their coaches right mm-hmm. also um, some some tools um, uh, access to digital tools including uh, a career development portal an entrepreneurship learning platform, and we really use um, personality and emotional intelligence assessment for them to really find what they're good at, what they want to do in their life. Mm-hmm. Um, and the third one is a monthly group, a monthly group support, when women can, uh, you know, share experience, learn from each other, uh, they can build skill around uh, resilience, communication, and other work-related um, uh, topics. Mm-hmm. Perfect. Yeah. Uh, sorry, were you going to add something else? No, it's it's uh, it's really about uh, finding um, you know the the what makes what make you special. What is your your superpower? You know. Mm-hmm. So yeah. this is what coaching is about. Believe that. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> um, and that's some. There's some people that I interview where I like to just listen and learn, and this is one of those interviews because this is very important. Um, and even on that, you know, when COVID started. Mm-hmm. I was surprised. I get emotional when I talk about this, but I was surprised that um, <clears throat> there was an increase in domestic abuse. Like I was Absolutely. like, "What's going on here?" Absolutely. And it and and then I seen a commercial or an ad where there was a signal, like a signal for women in distress. Yes. Yes. yes absolutely. So, what brought this about, and what do you think the reason was with the increase in domestic uh, abuse for women? Okay, the thing is that um, if a woman is in an abusive relationship, she can get some space out of this relationship. For example, when she go to work or when she go to school or when she, when she leaves the house. Mm-hmm. When with the pandemic, what happened is that you spend 24-7 with your abuser. You're mm-hmm. in the same house and you cannot, there's no way for you to escape. So that's that's mainly the reason why abuse have been have been uh, increasing for that mm-hmm. reason, mm-hmm. Um, uh, and and so if what I would say to women is that you need to trust yourself. You need to trust your instinct, right? Mm-hmm. If you feel like you are in an abusive relationship, if you feel like there is something wrong about your relationship, you're mm-hmm. probably right. It is probably what you feel. It's not just in your head. You're probably right. So mm-hmm. what I would really um, advise women is. Uh, trust the instinct for sure mm-hmm. and also not to be ashamed not to be ashamed and really not to be ashamed of asking for help all right um, do not think that you're the only one 
Uh, unfortunately, many of us have been experienced an abusive relationship mm -hmm. and do not give up on yourself and do not be ashamed. Do not give up on yourself, really. Yeah. <clears throat> so you can't see this. My eyes are watering right now. <clears throat> this is why I'm glad I'm wearing the shades because <clears throat> it's hard to hear about this. And if, yes. if people do watch this um, episode, <clears throat> it'll be good for women. Tired. Yes. Yeah, it'd be good for women to hear. You do understand, yeah. I understand. Of course, I do. Of course, mm -hmm. I do. Yeah, it'd be good for women to hear that there is a way out. Absolutely. So know. Absolutely. And what we say is that success belongs to everyone. It's not because something, you know, some bad thing happened to you that your your life is ruined forever. You can overcome. You can you can fight and 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 be successful again. Mm -hmm. I'm going to share with you some stories. Okay. Yeah. Well, <laughs> this was my next question. Yeah. So, but first, I might be going a little bit ahead, but you're going to share some stories. But one yes. story or a couple of stories I want to hear about, mm -hmm. you must have success stories. Absolutely. Of, yes. Of women that yeah. reached out, called you, mm -hmm. went through the process. And I wanted to know, are, are any of those women like working for you now too, or now Absolutely. they're in that position? Mm -hmm. Okay. Go ahead. Yeah. Share some stories with me. Yeah. So I'm very excited about this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I'm going to share with you the story of Ingrid. Okay. Yeah. So she was born with a degenerate eye disorder, mm -hmm. which caused her to slowly become blind for the past 10 years. Right. So she was, uh, she was very uh, passionate. She was very creative. She was an intelligent woman, but she had to fight uh, stigma, discrimination, and exclusion. She was actually on disability assistant. Mm -hmm. uh, even if she was capable of work, right? Yeah. Uh, so she met another participant who encouraged her to uh, apply to our program. Mm -hmm. She applied and she was successful. And she started working with uh, um, her coach mm -hmm. to um, eliminate what we call limiting beliefs, right? To really build a confidence. Okay, right? okay. And after only 10 months, she uh, got an opportunity, what she described as her dream job. Mm -hmm. um, and she she applied for the job with the help of her coach, uh, and she's now the director uh, of network and relationship in a local charity in Toronto, mm -hmm. and she earned more than six thousand dollar a month. Oh, uh, <laughs> yep, absolutely. And she created also two businesses. So uh, in only one year, she went from deep poverty to live well above the poverty line, mm -hmm. and this is how you know, exceptional our, our, our program and our participant are. Mm -hmm. um, you mentioned earlier that uh, some of our, some of our participants became our, our, our staff member. Yeah. So I'll, sh I'll share with you the story of Jewaria. She's amazing. Mm -hmm. uh, so she, she was a refugee. She had to flee Uganda uh, for a political persecution. So um, in her country, she had a job, she had a family, she was even eight months pregnant, mm -hmm. uh, but she had no other choice but to leave uh, because her life was uh, in danger, right? Uh, so she was alone, she didn't have no contact, she had to start all her life all over again, mm -hmm. and she was very scared. When she described, you know, a flight from uh, Uganda, she said that she was crying the, the, the whole flight. Wow. Uh, so when she, yeah, when she arrived at the Canadian counter, she claimed uh, asylum. And of course, the immigration uh, officer asked for her address, but she didn't have any, right? Mm -hmm. So she, she literally had to search on Google, on her, on her phone, uh, 
a shelter address because she she didn't have any right yeah uh, and this is when she realized that she had no place to to stay and she was a pregnant homeless woman mm-hmm. um so she, then she was accepting into uh, a shelter she described the life uh, in the shelter like not easy she said that she had of course limited privacy mm-hmm. uh, she shared space with other women that she didn't know and of course she was pregnant and eventually she gave birth around that time so just imagine giving birth in a shelter without your family be away from home wow uh, yeah it was really hard for her and that's the reason why she actually went through a uh, postpartum depression so she was very depressed mm-hmm. and uh, our staff members were doing a presentation at, uh, at her shelter mm-hmm. and she and this and she said she started to hope again because after she was accepted into a program mm-hmm. uh, she said she finally had someone to support her and to work the journey with her um, uh, and th- that's what it's about, just supporting, really supporting women. Mm-hmm. So after only six months into uh, the program, she worked with her coach. She was able to get a job as a personal support uh, worker mm-hmm. and to get out of her shelter. So for the, fir- for the first time since she arrived in Canada, she got her own apartment. She, uh, she has now a place that she can go home. And she, she, even she said that, uh, nothing beats the feeling of having a roof over your head, right? And now she's part of our team. She is uh, a program coordinator and she's doing amazing. Amazing. Amazing right? story. Yes. And I bet there's many more too. Um, yes. Yes, but, um, yes. Can I find them, those stories on the w- website? Absolutely. You can find them. There is even a video about them. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can uh, on our website, on our Facebook page. Uh, we are... We are very, very proud of them. And um, let me just tell you some, some, some numbers, some very impressive numbers, yeah. yes. Mm-hmm. So Upward Women Impact results have accelerated in spite of uh, COVID-19, uh, resulting in employment among our graduates almost reduced by half. Wow. Uh, so more than 200% average annual income increase. Mm-hmm. 1,500% more women in stable full-time jobs. Mm-hmm. More than 50% terminated the social assistant. Yep. And one in five graduate earn at least $40,000 a year. Sweet. You read my mind because I was going to ask you for stats and I'm glad you had the stats. Yep. Because I mean, our numbers are very impressive. This is really for us to to show the impact. The impact. Yeah. Right. And how our program is working. Right. Mm -hmm. So Adama, also, are there any stories uh, that you can share that impacted you as an individual or mm-hmm. as an organization? Sure, sure. I have, um, I have a couple of stories to share with you. But first, um, just a, a quick trigger warning before I share, uh, share potentially disturbing content. Okay. Um, and that might include reference to sexual abuse, violence, human trafficking, uh, drug and alcohol, and alcohol addiction. So that member of your audience can emotionally prepare for this content uh, in case they have a, a similar lived experience. Thank you. Uh, so yes, for this, uh, for this story, I'm, I'm not gonna share the name. Uh, so this woman was, uh, she was right when she was set only 17. Uh, she only told one friend who did not believe her. Uh, so she had a severe addiction to drug and alcohol and she uh, ended up in an abusive relationship. Uh, so one day she had some kind of, of wake up call uh, when she was actually putting makeup on her body to cover her bruises mm-hmm. uh, while she was getting ready for um, a sex work night. 
So um, she finally uh, found the strength to call the police on her boyfriend who has been raping her and exploiting her uh, for, for years. So not only she had to uh, overcome a tremendous amount of trauma, uh, but she also had a, an obsessive uh, compulsive disorder. Mm -hmm. uh, she, uh, her self-esteem was completely broken. She was very shy uh, and she was deeply, deeply traumatized. Uh, so after six months within the program, she got a part-time job. Uh, she found the courage to testify uh, against her ex and to finally put him in jail where he belongs. Mm -hmm. um, but she didn't stop there, right? She wanted to become a lawyer. She wanted to help other women. So even if she was still uh, very fragile, uh, Upward Woman helped her to apply for law school. And she was accepted wow. into, yeah, into top law school in, in, in the country. She got a scholarship. She was top of her class. Uh, and after one year graduation, she was involved uh, with the Canadian Center um, to end human trafficking. Mm -hmm. uh, and she got offered a position in uh, a law firm, a top law firm in Canada. Amazing. Yeah, that's crazy, wow. right? Yeah. So she passed the bar and she's now getting ready to become a lawyer. And this is how she described it. She would never, uh, she would never have been able to do it without up with women. Mm -hmm. That's what she said. That's her word. So <laughs> it really, and this is what um, our organization is about: women helping other women. You know, it's not one situation, one mistake you made, or one one thing happened to you can define the rest of your life. You can, you can overcome your trauma, and you can really, you know, rebuild your life. Mm -hmm. Thank you for sharing that one too. Yeah, and the second one is the story of Marie-Ève. You can also find this story on our website, on our social media. Uh, so she grew up in a dysfunctional family. She was um, actually an incest survivor. She And when she was asked to describe uh, the abuse, uh, she, she said that she couldn't count how many times she was raped. Uh, she stopped counting after 15 times. This is how, yeah, this is how horrible her story is. So she had to leave um, a dangerous and unhealthy environment. Uh, and she lived for Trois-Rivières in Quebec. Uh, she got a bachelor degree. So for her education was, she was her only way out for her to get educated, right? Yeah. So she tried very hard to cope with her trauma. Uh, so she got her degree, but after that she started using again uh, mm. because she didn't have a goal. She didn't have like a sense of purpose, right? Uh, and this is when, um, the memories of her abuse start coming back to her. Uh, she then realized the magnitude of everything that she had gone through. Uh, and she had, of course, uh, severe PTSD. Mm -hmm. um, and at that moment, she, she said to herself that she didn't want it to live anymore. She, her life did not make sense. Uh, her life was unbearable to her. Uh, even her psychiatrist had uh, diagnosed her with uh, an employment incapacity, meaning yeah. that she she wouldn't be able to get a job, right? Mm -hmm. uh, so she was on, of course, on social assistance. Uh, so this is what her life was. Mm -hmm. uh, so eventually she she seeked help and she left Trois-Rivières and she went with two backpacks uh, to end up in shelter in Montreal. Uh, she was introduced to uh, a put woman program and, and when she met her coach for the first time during the intake interview, she was asked, uh, what was her dream? Mm -hmm. What could um, give a life a sense of purpose, you know? Mm -hmm. And she said that she would like to run her own natural cosmetic company. 
because yeah great right? <laughs> yeah because she had been um, making her own cosmetic for herself mm. and she wanted uh, for the past two years and so she wanted uh, other people to benefit from it so her kush really focused on you know resilience and you know res really resilience that was already inside of her so she can really gain confidence and launch her own company so she took a business development class she completed unemployment uh, reintegration program she did internship she was she was on fire and uh now she's uh she she's running a profitable uh natural cosmetic uh, company and after being unemployed for six years wow so yeah that's incredible right Yes. And, and she, and even when she talks about herself, she said that I am proud of myself. And, and something that really, uh, your question was um, if that impacted me. And she said that she felt dirty for the most part of her life. Yeah. And now she says she wants to shine. She wants to honor the woman that she's becoming. And really, she said that output women really help her to dream again. And this is this is what her organization about. You know, make women dream again, trust themselves, have more confidence, be able to overcome the trauma. So this is it. This is the two story I wanted to share with you. <laughs> you know what? I'm gonna tell people right now, I'm gonna take that line from you and I'm gonna put it in this video somehow. Make women dream again. I yes. might open with that. Watch, watch the teaser. It's coming. <laughs> <laughs> How can someone donate to your cause? I already know because I'm an avid you donor. <laughs> yeah. But also, if they can afford that, you don't have the funds. Is there any other way that um, someone can contribute? Absolutely. So there is um, many different ways for you to support our mission and to help women and gender diverse individuals rebuild their lives. So you can refer someone, yourself or your friend, okay, mm -hmm. to be part of the program. Uh, you can become a sponsor. You can also register to, for a monthly donation. You can so you can also start a, like a local fundraising with your friends, your family, your co-workers, and you can talk about us to your boss uh, because uh, we're also looking for you know corporate uh, partnership. So okay. if you feel like you cannot afford to make a donation, there's many ways for you to just support it. And let's not forget social media. You can you know share a post or just what you're doing right now what is amazing just give okay. us a platform to yeah. just share um uh, the work that we're doing and the story of of this woman so mm -hmm. yeah. amazing and i do have to tell that story <clears throat> the yeah. reason why i made up with women part of my donation cause for season two is because mm -hmm. i was so inspired by che when he yeah. dj for 24 hour he had a 24 hour mm -hmm. fundraiser amazing that is amazing. inspiring yes so much and and you know what i love about this is that um people they have a platform they have like i don't know millions of followers and they use their platform they use their voice to bring awareness and to make a difference in this life and to me this is what success is about the, the success is is how you, to make um how you impact all the other people's life mm -hmm. what different you make in this world with the voice that you have mm -hmm. and this is what you do and i think it's amazing it really is yeah any way i can help out you know what i mean getting the message yeah. out there so, so do, do you have emergency services as well because there are some women who are living the life and then they mm -hmm. make that decision one day to maybe call and look for support but mm -hmm. there are those cases where 
it's immediate. Like they have to get out right away. So do you have the number and the contacts where they can reach out right away? Um, you can you can go to your local shelter. Okay. So there is yeah there is a system where those people are really qualified and mm -hmm. equipped to guide you and to help you. You you've been taken care of, and really what we're doing is more of a long term support but if you need like emergency support just go to your local uh, shelter and just call the police if you feel like your life is in danger just call 911 okay yeah thanks for sharing that okay the last thing i want to do we're going back to you now adama oh okay for season two for real talk <laughs> i have two cards here okay. and uh you're gonna choose by my hand right right or left okay. There's one of two questions that you have to answer. Okay. Um, Which hand? My hand. Right. Right hand? Yeah. What is one of the most memorable moments of your life? Oh, wow. That's the big one. You're going deep, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay. yeah. Okay. Um, okay. So um, probably, I told you I lost my father when I was, uh, uh, when I was 25. Uh, okay. uh, so my father had a, he had, he had cancer. So he was sick for almost four years. Mm -hmm. And so I, my daddy was my best friend. We were very close and I was taking care of him through, you know, the last moment of his life. Mm -hmm. And um, something I would not forget is, um, you know, he was buried in Africa. So I need to, I needed to um, uh, take his body back to, to Senegal so he can be buried with his family and his ancestor. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, this was very hard, but what I've noticed uh, um, is that my father was so open and so kind with others that the diversity of the people that came to his uh, funeral was amazing. Mm -hmm. We had like people from the government, very wealthy people, and also um, you know people who were all, almost homeless. Mm -hmm. This is how uh, my dad were he was amazing to the point that he wouldn't, he wouldn't care about who you are and how much money you're making. He would just accept you. And yeah. I feel like this is, this is probably the, the, the best memory I have because people were united and, and, and into honoring his life and, mm -hmm. and the impact he, he, he had on their life. And people would come at me and say, you know, I was, uh, I was, I was broke. I was, I was uh, in Paris and your dad, um, uh, invite me to his house. He give me food. He give me clothes and give me money. And and like I, I cannot even count how many people told me this. Mm -hmm. And to me, this is one of my my best uh, memory. And and just how I really honor my father's legacy and truly really trying to have a positive impact on the world and on people. Well spoken. Well said. Thank <laughs> you for sharing that. Thank you so much. Okay, there's a couple more things we got to do, but. First, I want to find out how people, oh, not me, how people can find Up With Women. How can they donate? Share all the information you can about social and things like that. Absolutely. So if you want to contact, if you want to contact us, uh, you just send an email to info at upwithwomen.org. You can find us on social media at, at upwithwomen.org. Uh, very easy to uh, make a donation online and uh, very easy for you to 
refer a friend or to get into the program. Okay, so you might be qualified for the program if um, you're in a situation that we mentioned before. So uh, you can really, it's really easy for you to get in touch with us. Perfect. Yeah. And um, you gave me your bio in French. This is what the, yeah. you did. You know, I took French in school, but you know, I stopped in grade nine. So sorry, I'm I was like it's in French. Sorry. <laughs> no worries. No worries. So it's bilingual. So the thing, I have a lot of connections too. So I actually interviewed Andra Postavaru. Um, she's a muralist. She's a good friend of mine when she was here in Toronto. Now she's in Montreal. So she was my last interview on Real Talk. Mm -hmm. I got her to translate your bio. So uh, I have the resources. So when I post this, it's going to mm -hmm. be, I'm going to put English and French good, on good. YouTube, on Instagram, everywhere I can. Um, and another thing today, what I'm doing, I'm actually going to donate to three times. So let me explain. Wow. So it, it, I found it hard doing this interview today because of what's going on in Russia and Ukraine, right? So I'm like, but these kind of things can't stop. So what I'm doing today is donating to Red Cross um, because they have right. a page for um, Ukrainian people. So I'm going to send money to that. Good. That's good. Mm -hmm. I'm also donating to Up With Women uh, without the balloon pop. But right now, you're going to choose a balloon to pop and I'll see which uh, charity I'm donating to. And yeah. it might be Up With Women. We'll see. Arma, I have three balloons in my hand. Mm -hmm. And by the one you choose, select, I'll know which cause charity that I'm donating to today. Okay, let's do this. Purple, pink, or orange? Uh-huh. I'll go with purple. So the okay. seventh charity that Star Scorpio is donating to is the Mississauga Humane Society. Great. So helping animals, great nice. cause. Yes, mm. it is. So, Adama, thank you for coming. Thank you for representing you Up With so Women much. today. Thank you. And, and I hope success and I hope the charity grows more and more each day and spread awareness. Thank you so much. Episode seven in the books and we out. Thank you.